Welcome back to the Cat's Eye Podcast. This is episode 12, and I'm Jalen Phillips here with my co-host, Louis Rowe. Louis, man, how are you doing, brother? I'm tired, that's for sure. But yeah. With Mr. Bobbin. I bet, man. Long weekend for you guys. I know you just guys got back in town yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I don't know. What was going on with the flight issue and all that? Uh, well, we were meant to leave Sunday, and so we got to the airport about 9 a.m., and then turns out we couldn't fly, and so we didn't get back out of the airport until about 9 p.m. Oh, and wow. Then, and then we had um, a flight back to Huntsville yesterday morning. We flew out at 6 p.m. Um, so we didn't get back into Huntsville until like 10-ish yesterday. So what did you do at the airport for 12 hours? Sit and just be with our thoughts. Chill. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know you. Dang, I didn't know you were there all day. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were supposed to leave in the morning, but I thought you went back to the hotel or something. But I guess once you check out, you're... Yeah. Can't check back in. Well, uh, we, it was delayed like three or four hours. Uh-huh. So by the time we got onto the plane, it was about 4 p.m. And then we got into the plane and sat for another hour and a half. And then they basically told us to get off the plane. Oh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, so that was great fun. So we just wanted to go home and they didn't let us. So that was a bit annoying. But we're finally back. So, yeah, you know, very inconvenient, man. Uh, and tough loss on uh, Saturday. You know, I was at the women's game uh, honoring Dr. Callaway for a award. Mm-hmm. And then I'm checking the score and y'all are up. Then I check the score again and then y'all are down. I saw probably a rough second half, man. So, you know, what are your thoughts about the game and what do you think happened from your perspective? Um, it's – like FIU is super unique because they, they – uh, I like I coined them as like uh, controlled chaos. Like they don't play basketball. They just hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they don't like you if you watch on film like they don't even know what they're doing they just get told just to move the ball side to side really quick and something and then just go find something Mm -hmm. and so obviously um, we were pretty tired from all the travel and from Thursday's game which was a huge game where we beat West Kentucky out Western Kentucky the first team to do that this year in uh, conference or non-conference so we snapped there I think nine game home winning streak and that was a tough game because we came back from being down and we won uh, at the very end of the game. And then we had a flight the first thing the next morning to Florida. Um, and then, yeah, we just came out. And then, we, I mean, we played, we were pretty average the first half, but we still came, went to the locker room with 10-point lead. And then we extended it to about 14 uh, early in the second. And then we just, I think we just ran out of gas we just kind of had a lot of mental lapses, made bad decisions, kind of didn't really manage the clock very well. And, yeah, just kind of got away from us. That's going to be one I feel like that's going to bite us um, later on, uh, fighting for the one seed. But, I mean, just means that the rest of the games aren't uh, – we can't lose. So we, Thursday's going to be a huge game because mm-hmm. Jacksonville is another team where they're not amazing but, like – they can hoop and they're physical and tough. So if you don't go, if you don't come out ready to play, they would smack us. And obviously, it's it's going to be hard because everyone knows how good we are because we've what six and two right now, like arguably one of the best teams in the conference right now. So the first couple of games, people didn't really expect us to be as good as we are, and then now everyone obviously knows it's about about to start the second round. So after Thursday is about the second go around of uh, of games. So we've already played everyone once after Thursday. So, um, yeah, it's gonna gonna be a tough one, but man, I'm just just I'm just tired. If you couldn't tell, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just a it was a bit of demoralizing, but you know, we go again. I think think we play FIU next week again, so we'll get them back at home. Yeah, I understand. That's a big thing in basketball and other sports. You know, we don't have to, football. You don't really deal with as much. You know, you play once a week, so you know you have some time to. Think about the loss and or think about the win. Everything basketball, you know, you just got to get back out there a few days later and get back to hooping. Is there anything in the game that you remember that changed momentum at all? I saw they went forty two twenty five in the second half. So obviously, it seemed like y'all kind of struggling um, in the field a little bit. We just let some guys affect the game. We had uh, they had this dude who he was a shooter first, and he I think he might have hit one in the first half, and then I think he hit three back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And he just got going, and then that got them going, and we call them run starters. And basically, they had a bunch of run starters where they scored one, like nice dunk or basket or open three, and that just led to another three buckets, and that just kind of steamrolled them. And then momentum switched real quick. 
uh, in the second half and because we were in control for the first six minutes of the second half and then from there it was it was pretty much all them and then they came down hit a dagger and yeah that was a game so that was a little bit a little bit tough to deal with but I mean it, realistically we just gotta win out the rest of the year be ready for the conference tournament because at the end of the uh, end of the day the conference tournament is what matters you know come in healthy and ready for the conference tournament win that and go to the NCAA so yeah definitely I always say basketball is a lot of people say basketball is a game of runs so you know you yeah. gotta have more runs than the opponent so you know it's a tough loss but you know you gotta shake that off get back to work and you know got a game Thursday so I'm excited for you I'll be I'll be tuned in yeah, I heard uh, with football, you guys got a new coach, right? New strength coach? Yes, we uh, we did. Coach Shaw just came in recently from UTEP. Uh, just met him yesterday or m- Monday, so it was cool to meet him. He was cool. He hasn't been leading our workouts yet just because, you know, he's kind of getting familiar with everybody mm-hmm. and meeting new people. But, yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. He seemed like he knows what he wants to do and wants to do everything. Uh, we've been running a lot lately. I'll tell you really? that. We've been out there. We've been out there dead. It's that time of the year. Yeah. it's when The offseason ah. you know, is always fun because you get the gains and you get to – work out but the conditions sometimes be bad but you know it's nothing we can't handle it's fun out there you know you're out there grinding with all your boys and working out just handling the dog days of winter I guess for us so but it's been it's been awesome I've been enjoying it still having a good time mm-hmm. uh I got to call the women's basketball game last uh Thursday which is pretty cool with uh Shay Goodwin and Tyler Bailey so shout out to them Shay and Tyler if y'all are listening but it was awesome you know it was a good vibe they were down uh so the women's had lost 10 straight games before that and I was like dang they've been struggling yeah. they didn't win a game all January down 18 with eight minutes left. Uh, and I'm on the broadcast. I'm like, yeah, man, I don't I don't know what it is. They've been struggling. They start going to run. Kaylee Jefferson hit a couple threes. Sydney Kemp didn't score the first half and then bought. I think she ended up with 17. So it was just an awesome game. Very exciting. So they uh, they tied it right before uh, tied in regulation. Then they went to overtime and then they went on a run in overtime and got the dub. And it was it was just a great game to call. It was awesome. Good experience. Good vibe. You could just feel the energy in the crowd going up as they were knocking down shots and everything. So it, it was pretty awesome. Jeez, uh, was that so that was their first conference win? First conference, first conference USA win. Uh, like I said, first win in ten games. Ten, you know, it's hard to keep playing after a ten game losing streak. I don't know if you ever yeah. been on a losing streak that long, but I mean, I know you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a that was a subtle jab right there, but you're you're right, you're right. But it's hard to keep going and keep playing. I, I'm already knowing how hard it is, but it's awesome to see. And then it good for them. And shout out mm-hmm. to all the ladies out there, you know, out there competing. Shout out to Coach Justice as well. Has um. Anything else? Like, has there been uh, other vacant jobs in football that have been filled, or what do you mean, like head coaching jobs? Like, not head coaching jobs. Like oh, for us, yeah. Uh, a couple uh, guys. We talked about us hiring the DC. I don't DC. Think, yeah, we hired the DC. So has he, has he hired some of his position coaches yet? Yeah. So apparently, we have. I think we have. I, apparently, we have. Our, I know we have our linebackers coach hired. I don't know about secondary secondary coach. We still got our old defense tackles coach, but. Apparently there's a couple coaches already hired. Uh, we haven't got to meet them yet, and I don't know they who they been are. Announced yet? Yeah, I haven't been announced, so maybe I'm revealing the beans too early. But, <laughs> but yeah, apparently we have some guys hired. I don't know who, but they'll they'll be here soon. So I'm excited to get to work with some new guys and keep keep getting back to the training. So what happens now? Do you guys just keep doing conditioning and stuff for the rest of the year? Yeah, about mon- um, about Monday, Wednesday, Friday we lift. Tuesday, Thursday we uh, go outside do some speed and agility work in the condition. And we'll start spring ball the week after spring break, so I think it's the seventeenth, eighteenth. So couple weeks, yeah. So that'll be coming up quicker than you know it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the other, the big American holiday is the Super Bowl Sunday, right? This Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl fifty. What are they? Fifty eight now, something like that. Fifty. Oh, some. Yeah, fifty something. Yeah, fifty something. I think they're at fifty eight. So kind of crazy, they're at fifty eight Super Bowls. Uh, you know, it's excited. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, and then the the Forty ers with. Brock Purdy. So, you know, what are your thoughts about the game? Uh, I know you're new to it's all football stuff. I know your team Cowboys disappointed this year, but what do you what are your thoughts about the game coming up? Um, I remember I watched a decent portion of the Ravens game. Mm-hmm. Very su- disappointed with Lamar. Oh, don't get I me think, started. I think that might have costed him his MVP. You think? No, nah, he's still gonna win it because it's uh, if a regular season award. So you uh, know they're gonna. Oh, that's. Right. I think they have all the voting done before the season ends. So I think. Uh, do you think the MVP? I don't know if he does. It. I mean, he's obviously good, but like, I feel like there hasn't been a player this year that's like bowled out. Like, yeah, he he had a decent good year. I think he only I think he only had like twenty three, twenty four touchdowns, which is a lot. But you know, a lot of people have more than that. So he yeah. put up decent numbers, and he was on the best team. So that kind of gives him the argument to be the MVP. But his numbers weren't like super crazy where he had to be the MVP. I thought they should have gave it to Christian McCaffrey to be honest with you. But you know, it's more of a 
quarterback Quarterback. award nowadays. Well, hopefully he does get it. I like uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey's a dog. Um, And then, obviously, uh, I didn't watch the game, but I was looking at the scores for the 49ers game, and I was – because I saw Lions went up big. Yeah. I was like, 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 let's go, because I I wanted the Lions to win. And then I come back and say, oh, like – Good, like the Lions gonna go Super Bowl. Like super happy for him, and then I check back like forty five minutes later, and it's all tied up. And I'm just like, ah, uh. yeah, definitely a, a couple questionable coaching calls in the game. You know, yeah, you're too aggressive. Uh maybe not too aggressive, but you gotta. You, I feel like you gotta dial it down. You know, I've never coached a day at NFL in my life, so they probably don't think I yeah. know anything. But you know, I think sometimes you gotta just you don't over, don't over want to overthink it. You know, you just gotta play ball. Like obviously, you want to keep your identity and remain aggressive, but. You know, they had a chance to go up 17 with uh, 19 minutes of the NFC Championship game. So, you know, that's three scores. So, you would think they would want to do that and put the pressure on the Niners to be like, okay, now we have to score a touchdown every drive. So, you know, just that. Uh, and then they were at the goal line at the end of the game, and they decided to run the ball on second or third and goal, and they got tackled and had to call a timeout. And so then they didn't have three timeouts anymore. So then the game basically came down to an onside kick, and there's only been two onside kicks recovered all year. So, just kind of a little couple questionable coaching things, but you know what do I know about coaching NFL team and everything? So I'm just I'm just throwing out suggestions. It's easy for me to say that say it from up here. So who do you have winning? I know this might sound weird, but I think the I believe the Chiefs are going to win, but I want the Niners to win. So I don't want you to say it sound like I'm going for both teams. Like I'm going for the Niners, but I believe the Chiefs will win because they have Patrick Mahomes and mm. the Niners don't. I want the four. I know the 49ers will win because I want the 49ers <laughs> to win. I don't want the Chiefs to win. I like that attitude. Um, I'm not that confident. But I mean, the only thing is that the the 49ers tend to have slow starts in the last couple games, but yeah. they bring it back. But I mean, I feel like if they can get a good roll going early, their team's stacked. When I was looking at it before, they've got talent everywhere. And I also I think some of those guys like they deserve a Super Bowl, like McCaffrey. After we went through in Carolina, mm. Purdy being the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Like, there's a lot of dudes that have some good stories, Debo Samuel, all that sort of stuff. So, I think, you know, it's about time to give someone else, you know, Chiefs have already got a couple. So, give the 49ers. And, try- it, and it's in 49ers territory, technically. It's on the West Coast. Yeah, they're trying to build a dynasty over there in Kansas City. And, you know, I can respect that. But, like I said, I'm going for the 49ers. I like what they're doing over there. I kind of had questions about them, you know. Because most of the games all year they've been playing with the lead, so when they play at the lead, they can run the ball and control mm-hmm. the game. But the past two weeks against Green Bay and Detroit, they came back, they uh, they rallied behind Brock Purdy, and you know it's awesome for them to see. So, did they? Uh, how about your team? Obviously, they're not playing the Super Bowl. Chargers. We made did, a big move. Big did, move. Though. Did we talk about that last time? I don't remember, but hey, if y'all don't know, we got Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan, yeah, the Michigan head coach. Shout out to him, and I think he's gonna do good things in LA. Obviously, it's gonna be difficult because well, still have to play Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes twice a year, but you yeah. know, somewhere to build at, and you know, we can't be scared to go against them every week. So now we have the head coach to do it. You happy with that hire? I'm ecstatic. That was the best hire we could have done. Does that mean JJ McCarthy is gonna be your new quarterback? No, maybe our new backup QB, but we still got Justin Herbert. That's the that's the man right there. That's fact. It'd be interesting to see what they do because it's got some big time decisions with some of the vets on the team so yeah definitely we had some cap issues playing a couple older guys so you know good thing i'm not in charge of that but i'm sure they'll figure something out and uh rebuild the roster you know i'm always excited because hardball led teams they've always been you know physical off the line of scrimmage they've had good running game good old line good d line so i'm excited to see how he he does with this team because you know he's never had a quarterback at this stature of justin herbert so Mm -hmm. if he can build that with a quarterback like him you know i think we have good success to come it's a whole different ball game though in college and then the NFL. So yeah, definitely he's proven he can win the NFL. He went forty eight and nineteen, I think, with the Niners. So obviously that was a couple of years ago, but I think he's proven that he can win at both levels and be a successful coach. Oh well, there you go. Well, uh, stick with us. We're gonna have a huge guest, uh, one of our best pitchers right now, Colin Atkinson. He's a preseason All Conference USA, and he was second team All Whack last year. So stick around. I'm sure we're gonna have a good conversation with him. So yeah, see ya. Hey, Bearcat fans, if you're looking to keep up with the Cats, be sure and head to the Apple Store and download the all-new Bearcat Sports app. It is your one place to stay in touch with Bearcat Athletics, including game recaps, highlights, and live audio streaming of Sam Houston football and basketball. It is also a spot to be able to listen to your favorite Sam Houston podcast, including BSN Extra, and the new players only cat's eye podcast check it out in the app store search for bear cat sports eat them up cats
Welcome back, everybody, to the Cat's Eye Podcast. Today, we got a special guest, uh, second team all-wax selection last year. Uh, career 19 wins, six losses. One of starting pitchers here for the St. State Bearcats. We got Colton Atkinson here. Colton, hey how you doing, man? Doing good. Good to have you on, man. It's uh, nice to see you. I know baseball season's coming up, and it's good. We appreciate you giving us some of your time. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, Colton, man, you know, just tell people about yourself, you know, how you got started with baseball and, you know, how you ended up here at Sam Houston. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I've always played baseball. Uh, I think my parents kind of forced me into it, but uh, I loved it. As soon as I picked up that ball the first time, I, it was something I wanted to do. So I played it all growing up, t-ball, uh, minors, majors, seniors is what they would call it, uh, into high school. And high school is really when I knew that this is what I wanted to do, kind of is where I kind of started, where it's like I want to do this profession or professionally. And then uh, uh, college, and uh, kind of picked it up. in my sophomore year is when uh, we had a coach, uh, uh, SOT, was one of the summer team I played for. He kind of was like, "You could really do this." So I kind of put all my time and effort into it, and I've been able to uh, get an uh, offer here to play. So this is what I took, and I've loved it. So how does the like the workings of youth baseball in America like is it kind of like with basketball like AAU and then you play high school like uh, yeah so mainly when you're younger you just play like your little youth uh county league I guess you could say uh ours was like the EMC is just East Montgomery County uh it's just kind of like a little local uh and you play t-ball majors and minors uh that's kind of gone away it's more everybody's playing like summer ball now mm-hmm. where it's just you get a summer ball travel team and you're playing every weekend. And uh, I liked the just playing in the fall and the, the spring because you get burned out if you're just playing it all the time. So that's kind of what it's moved towards now is more everyone's just playing this travel ball, which I, I would say that that's the same as like AAU because mm-hmm. I played AAU basketball as well when I was mm-hmm. seventh or eighth grade. So you were, were you always a multi-sport athlete um, until you – like as a sophomore in high school, decided to just stick with baseball? Yeah, so I played pretty much everything, uh, b- basketball, baseball, and football in seventh grade, I think. And then eighth grade, I didn't play football anymore. I just did basketball. And we didn't do baseball in uh, middle school. You can only play uh, basketball or football or track and soccer. Uh, but I just did basketball, football, and then uh, basketball my eighth grade year, and then once I got to high school, I just did baseball because uh, we do. It's kind of weird in high school. In our school, you're only allowed to be in the baseball period once you made the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when you first go in, you're not on the team yet. You haven't tried out, so you're not allowed to be in a baseball period. You're you can either be in P. You don't have to do anything, or you can do another sport. And I was gonna do basketball, but. I didn't end up doing it, and I just did baseball, so kind of stuck with it, and now I'm here, so. Yeah, I always thought it was weird how, uh, you know, out in Texas, you know, you don't have, like, junior high baseball teams. I think it's yeah. more just every other state has that, which I always thought was kind of weird because, you know, I feel like I ought to play baseball if they would have had it in oh, junior yeah. high. Not I think they should. Uh, so how does uh, – do you know how, like, Little League works and how people get the Little League World Series? And, like, I know there's, like, select, elite, premier baseball, but, like, how does each thing differ? Uh, so Little League is – Little League is going to be like your uh, local. There's like Dixie. It's kind of a different like organization. There's like Dixie Baseball. There's Pony League. Uh, there's Little League. And it's just a different organization that does it. So they have different rules and different things you can do. So like Little League is you can't lead off. Uh, you can't steal until after the pitcher's thrown. Uh, it's just a different set of like rules and stuff. When Dixie is what what I played growing up is they have different stuff and it's not as like televised as Little League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I love watching Little League World Series coming on every August. It's cool seeing uh, those yeah. kids 12, 13, is. 14 years old out there playing. I know some of those teams be having 16, 17 year olds. Oh, though. Yeah. Somebody's lying. <laughs> like Chicago over there. So y- you get to high school and now you start to decide, okay, like baseball might actually have a pathway for me. You've always been a pitcher. No, I actually played. Uh, I played both ways in high school, uh, mm-hmm. but my junior year, into my sophomore year, into my junior year is when I kind of went mo- focused more towards pitching. At least making pitching my priority in college. Mm-hmm. What made you say that? Was that 
people around you saying you've got a talent for being pitching yeah. or was this coaches, uh, potential college coaches saying, hey, we want you to start to specify into an area? No, nah, that was my uh, summer coach. Uh, he kind of kind of set me down. I was like, look, you can do both ways, but you have a really good shot of doing this as a, just a pitcher. So, and we transitioned more into in the summer ball uh, aspect of it, of you're only going to pitch. And uh, in high school, I played both ways because, I mean, high school, you kind of do whatever you can to just win games. Mm-hmm. So high school, I did both, played second uh, second base and pitched. But during the summer ball, I just pitched, and that was my main focus was just pitching. I just played position because I liked it in high school. Yeah. I was where, good at where it. You, uh, where are you from, by the way? I'm from Porter, Texas. It's North Houston. Okay, I've heard, I think I've heard of Porter. What was uh, growing up in Porter like? It was fun. It was Used to be a little small, a uh, bunch of woods, you know, going outside doing whatever you wanted. But uh, it's grown a lot. It's a big city now. It's yeah. They put ninety nine right next to it. They built it, and uh, we we grew like crazy. At one point, we were one of the fastest growing cities in uh, Texas, I believe. Yeah, I went back to Katy a little bit over the break, and that's where I'm from, and it just looks completely different. We got oh, stoplights, yeah. we got traffic and stuff now. I'm like, oh, this is not this is not where I grew up at at all. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, back to you playing baseball in high school, you know, did you have any other offers from any other schools or were Sam like kind of your only offer and interest that you were planning to? I was kind of like a late bloomer as far as uh, like the athletic ability and stuff. So I didn't get uh, an offer from Sam until my senior fall Mm -hmm. or fall of my senior year. And the only other one I had was a junior college. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had the junior college offer first and then came on a – I actually did a camp here and uh, the coaches contacted me after. <coughs> and uh, that's how I got was able to get my offer for to come here. Uh, and I kind of took it. And well, how did yeah. – oh. uh, Was, uh, like, your recruiting hampered by COVID? Like, but did that really affect uh, just playing baseball? Because it was – senior year was mainly affected? Yeah, I didn't get to – we didn't get to finish my senior year of uh, high school ball. Uh, Dang, that's, uh, that's yeah. tough. We got we got into our first game of district, which actually against Huntsville, uh, was our first game, and we went and played a tournament, <coughs> a tournament, and that Saturday is when they said, schools, there's no more school, but you can finish your tournament, and then after that tournament, we we thought we were gonna be done for two weeks, but ended up being the rest of the year. Yeah, that's kind of tough, you know, especially people who you know trying to get recruited senior season. You know, that's big for them. I know in football, like junior year is big for you in, in terms of recruitment, but you know, especially in the middle of the season and you know it's your last year and then you know this season gets canceled so it, I don't know if it really most of your college coaches go and look at you during the summer mm-hmm. that's how when, like recruiting takes place because so it's so much easier for them to if they're at a tournament they can see so many more people rather than just one game mm-hmm. in high school so you you would say uh more people get offered based on their summer ball, summer ball play than their school ball play yeah definitely okay you would say the same thing in ba- basketball right too uh in in America yeah AAU because like you said, you can see everyone at once, and obviously, like you, you go or you play your school level. You're just so much better than like everyone around you, or the local people. Mm-hmm. When you go play summer ball, you're playing against actual other competition. Yeah, top of the line competition. So yeah. yeah. So you get to so you get to Sam. Um, what was your first experience as being a college baseball player? Because I know the level is much more of a jump than maybe some other sports being able to understand like the grind of going through college. Yeah, no, definitely. It was definitely a different, uh, atmosphere. It was, uh, the level definitely jumped up, you know, in high school, you can, you can pitch pretty good to the first four or five hitters and then the rest of it, you can cruise and in college. That's not the, I mean, you, every single guy can hit and every single guy can hit very well. And, the the difference from making a mistake on the mound is uh, amplified crazy because they don't miss in college. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out really quick that if you miss, they make you pay. And that was kind of the, the transition for me was like, all right, I have to be able to pitch every single hitter the entire time. There's no taking a break like you could in high school kind of when mm-hmm. you get towards the end of the lineup. And that was kind of the difference for me. Another difference was everybody was a lot bigger and a lot stronger than I was. Uh, so I was kind of small in that aspect. But 
I kind of just put my hat down and went to work, and, and it worked out for me. So, Yeah, when you talk about, you know, people are being bigger and different size than you, I know pitchers kind of have, like, their own, like, routine about training and everything. You know, what, can you tell us something about what you do to get ready and how to train for your pitching? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of different for everybody. Everybody has their own uh, take on what they want to do, and, and mine's I, – I don't complicate it very much. I You know, I – I try to get in at least a bullpen a week, uh, a short box right before. And other than that, there's nothing really, like, scripted of I have to do this, have to do that. Uh, I just kind of just take it as, all right, I'm going to uh, throw. I'm going to throw, get uh, ready for what I'm, what the team that I'm playing, I guess you could say, like uh, kind of scouting them, uh, what I want to do. And that would, that's what I would work on in the bullpen and the uh, short box. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, I don't, you know Trevor Bauer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have that little flappy thing he uses? Yeah, I, I do have one of them. <laughs> I don't use it too often. What is that called? I don't really know what it's called. You just seen it? Uh, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. It's like some of these pitchers yeah. be using for their arms, and it's like, I don't know, it's supposed to be yeah, shorter. Like, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. See, I'm you, like, hold it, and you, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just need you to – so, like – Put into layman terms, like, what you just said, because, like, a short box, all of that, I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. So, like, a bullpen would be, like, you're at the full 60 feet, 6 inches of okay. uh, mm-hmm. what you'd be doing in a game. So, basically, game-like pitches. Yeah, yeah. and it is uh, – you're kind of just throwing – you might have, like, for us, we do, like, a 4-2 four four two or stuff like that. It's four heaters, four off-speed, two of your other off-speed. Mm-hmm. A short box is kind of – it's at 50 feet. You're still on the slope of the mound – but you're at 50 feet, and uh, you're doing the same thing. It's just a lot of less stress on your arm, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it like being a pitcher with in terms of injuries? Because I know, although you've been super successful recently, the this, the grind to get there, you've gone through a lot of injuries, and and obviously that can be really hard to deal with. And obviously as a pitching game, your shoulder's your golden ticket to the next level. So you want to talk about like the what your experience is, what you – they had to change all that sort of stuff as a pitcher? Yeah. Uh, the, I guess we always say for us uh, that we're always told is your your arm is your weapon. Uh, you got to take care of it. You know, you're not going to go out into a field and not have a clean weapon. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, you, you do arm care, uh, strengthening, all these things that uh, kind of strengthen it, get it ready for uh, a season, for uh, the week. So, right, I mean, right now we have – we do like four arm cameras a week where it is – you're just trying to get it uh, primed for the season and the toll that the pitching will take on you. Uh, but it's also important after you throw to crush arm care after because you kind of want to recover it, flush it, and get all that bad uh, inflammation and stuff like that out of it and then get the new uh, blood into it and kind of working – into building up for that next week and strengthening it back up for that week, next week. Because mm-hmm. the main thing for me was my shoulder. It uh, My sophomore year is one that I had a, a shoulder problem where I kind of – if you take, like, just a little bit off at all mm-hmm. at any point where you just kind of get a little lackadaisical or anything like that, you'll definitely uh, find out that it does not – Takes uh, a toll. Yeah. And that my sophomore year kind of happened where I had a shoulder injury and then it was uh, I was out for two or three weeks, but uh, then we did some rehab rehab for uh, maybe three weeks. That three weeks I was out and then I was able to throw. It just never felt the same, you know. It it's a mm-hmm. little different, so it's very important to make sure that you're doing everything you can to kind of stay on top of that because as soon as that injury happens, it kind of takes a toll on it, but it also is a little hard to come back from. Do you rely more on power or more movement with your pitching style? Yeah, I would say more uh, like movement, being able to move well. Mm-hmm. Speed. We do, we work at a lot of speed, like how fast can you move things. Uh-huh. Is more. anybody you model your game after? Uh, Not really. Uh, I didn't really have like a specific person that I kind of grew up trying to – I mean, I, I always wanted to – when I was younger, I always wanted to be a shortstop, so mm-hmm. – I, Derek Jeter. Oh, that was it, Derek <laughs> Jeter. Uh, but then, kind of, I've kind of watched uh, Verlander a lot, but mm-hmm. I he's, never had. He's filthy one. to me. I love yeah. Verlander. He's been good for 
10, 15 years now. Yeah, for forever, it seems like. He's got a good-looking wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that he does. Um, <laughs> so first couple of years were uh, a bit bumpy, you could say, just trying to learn the system, trying to get stronger, bigger, understand um, the game works. Obviously, you had, uh, as a teammate, Colton Kowser, who's now, uh, was I think, was the uh, highest ever Sam Houston baseball player selected. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing in the big leagues with the Oreos. Like, were you around him much? Were you able to see someone that you, could you tell him apart from everybody, like, this dude's a big leaguer? And were you able to learn anything from him? No, yeah. He was a freak of a talent, I would say. I mean... <clears throat> As soon as you stepped on the field, you knew he was it was special. He was, I mean, he had the fastest hands I've ever seen as far as, like, being able to get it to any type of pitch that you throw. And you could just tell that he had all five tools is what they, the scouts consider. You know, he can run, he has powers, he can throw. Like, he had it all. And it was very special to watch. Uh, as far as learning, uh, I don't know if I learned maybe just the hard work that I could see him do each and every day mm-hmm. to you know, uh, master his craft of hitting. So Was it demoralizing, like, when you're pitching and he just steps up in practice and you're just like, oh, geez, like... Uh, I mean, you kind of not... You try not to think of that. Uh, it's definitely in your head, but you kind of try to flush that out. And when you're on the mound, you have to have the mindset that you're better than anybody. It doesn't matter if mm-hmm. Barry Bonds is in the, <laughs> the box, that you have to be able to... Uh, know kind of put that aside and say I'm better than him is that a is that a big thing because I know baseball especially like batting and pitching is so mental because you see all these dudes that are like the year before have a really really good season and then the next year they have a bit of a slump and then it just snowballs and all that sort of stuff do you want to talk about like the mental game of baseball because I, I see it's being talked about a lot and like it's it's such a important thing oh yeah mental the mental side of it is honestly one of the most important like you could be really good, but if you don't have a a, a strong uh, mentality, you're gonna be you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be good at all. Like you have to be able to uh, kind of flush things out to uh, just know that when you go up there, you have to have a mindset that you're better than anybody. Yeah, and I always like to say one of the guys last year uh, he always said it for me as a starter. There, I've been a starter. Uh, it was uh, Stephen Beard. He kind of told us that you should be mentally exhausted from pitching, like when you're on the mound, when you come out of the game, because you always have to be having that mindset of, all right, flush that one. That wasn't good enough. Now it's this pitch. Now it's, all right, now I'm trying to get him out here, trying to get him out there. Because your mind's always going or running of what pitch do I need to throw? What do I need to do here? The situation. So you have to be able to, you have to have a very strong. Uh, mentality of just in the aspect of the game, situational awareness, uh, all of that. It's it's kind of crazy to think about, but you know if you can master that, you can be really good. Yeah, my uh, my I'd be playing the show, and like my goal is always to be a starting pitcher. Like you know, I get the ball games game one, and then game seven, I gotta close it out, try to get it, try to get. You know what the show is? Isn't the it's like two K, like yeah, a video the, game, the, base, yeah. the baseball game for uh, MLB. Oh, you be, yeah, you be playing everything, huh? I'm a gamer. What can I say? I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> don't you don't want to see me? Yeah. Do you spend a lot of time thinking about and dealing with baseball outside of the sport, or is it kind of like the limited time you get given off, or like you get to spend away from practice and stuff? You just want to uh, be normal. Uh, it. I mean, I wouldn't say I focus all on baseball after outside of it, but I definitely would say that when I'm away, I try to take the away time. But there's always you know, watching games on TV or going through more uh, synergy film or something like that. So I, I wouldn't say that I focus on it a lot, but I do at the mm-hmm. same time. Are you an Astros fan? I am. How do you feel about people that say that Astros are cheaters? I don't I mean, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Everybody's cheating. That's what they be saying. Yeah, everybody cheats. Mm-hmm. Yankees did it for forever. <laughs> no, nah, I agree with that. Do you like the new rules, like in coming in baseball, how they have like the pitch clock and all that, and like less mound visits? Uh, it it hasn't really bothered me much as far as in my game, but I have seen it, you know, change. Uh, I've actually there was a, a pitcher, I think it was for the Blue Jays, where the uh, clock the clock has actually made him it made him worse because he they did a research on it and he was throwing three to four pitches 
for the time when they did the clock transition, he was throwing three or four three to four pitches in the aspect of, or the time that he was throwing one before. So he was his body was moving so much more faster, and it actually was making him worse because uh, he was just running out of gas. Uh, so there's, I think it depends on each pitcher. Personally, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I like to move fast and have a fast pace, anyways. So it doesn't hasn't bothered me much. Did you see those rules coming to college baseball as well? They are, they are in college oh, they already, they already started the pitch clock? Yeah, you have 20 seconds. Oh, well, did they start that last year? Or this the last year, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then I like it then. Yeah. So you, last year was your, as a junior, was your first year starting? Uh, so my sophomore year, I started the whole year until I got hurt. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of relieved, and then uh, I started back up. I started five games, I think, my freshman year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last year was the first full-time. Where you kind of stepped up and was the, the major pitcher. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because obviously you guys had a talented team, had a, a couple guys get drafted last year, and you uh, go and uh, you win the whack, go to the NCAA regionals. You want to talk about like being able to be consistent the whole year, and obviously um, at the end of the year in the tournament and in the NCAA you pitched a, like a large, like a, a lot of innings. So how was that? Like at the end of, back end of the year you're already probably tired, the WAC tournament was obviously uh, pretty tiring. So how was that? Yeah, no, it was definitely uh, something that we hadn't, none of us had really experienced yet because we hadn't, we hadn't ever been that far, uh, played that many games, at least in the WAC tournament. Uh, I mean, we played six games in like three or four days with two doubleheaders. So it was kind of, it was a lot on the body, and you could definitely tell that everyone was uh, kind of tired. But goes back to that uh, mentality of, all right, I'm tired, but who cares? I'm going to give my 110% today, whether I'm tired or I'm not. So as far as that being playing that many games, especially in that cool of at- in atmosphere and that environment, it doesn't really play much to a factor. I mean, you get amped up and juiced up, especially playing in LSU Stadium. Like, that was a, a kind of a crazy experience, you know, uh, playing at a big school like that. Uh, so – I wouldn't say that the uh, it really had a major impact on us into the regional as far as playing that far into the game, and we I mean that's what we work on in the fall the five thirty weights the the sled pushes all that that that, that builds you up for the, mm-hmm. that time in the end of the year when you're kind of out of gas or not you know you're gonna push through and yeah make so, it happen. So how does the the NCAA tournament work? Because obviously it's not like basketball where if you lose you're out. You play like multiple games. Can you explain how that works? Yeah, so you so there's things called an automatic bid. You get an automatic bid uh, if you win the conference tournament, mm-hmm. if you win your conference tournament, and then there's at large bids where the committee kind of votes and they pick you to be. It's kind of it would be kind of the same yeah. in basketball. Yeah. Uh, but once you get to your regional, there's four teams in your regional, and it's you. Pl- play it's a double elimination and then the winner of that one goes on to the super regional where you play a best of three series versus one other school uh and then from there you go to omaha and it's the top eight teams and it's a i believe that's separated into two uh groups of four and you play double elimination until the final so who are the other three teams in the regionals last year that you guys played Uh, lsu was the uh, they were the one seed? The two seed was Oregon State. Mm-hmm. We were three, and Tulane was four. Tulane was four. So you all guys all play each other once or twice. Um, so it's kind of it's a tr- like a bracket style. So uh-huh. uh, we played Oregon State, then we played Tulane, and then we played Oregon State again. Oh, okay. So we never actually played uh, LSU. LSU. And then so uh, two teams dropped from there. And so who last year was LSU and. Who who else went to the next stage? Oh no! So you, there's only there's only one. You only there's only one team that wins oh, okay. out of your regional, but they have it set up to where this regional and this regional will meet for the uh, super regional. Mm-hmm. So the winner of this regional is playing the winner of this regional, mm-hmm. and you they meet into the super regional. So only one team wins from the regional. How was that like? Was that a step up from the WAC? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're playing. LSU was the national championship. They won the national champion last year. And then you play in Oregon State, who was – they were projected to be a the top 16 to host a regional. So it was definitely a step up of a competition. But 
Yeah, it was good. Y'all definitely played some tough teams. I remember uh, looking at that game. There was a there was a lot of runs when y'all played. Uh, yeah, both both teams Scotch, both sides were scoring runs though. It was pretty uh, pretty entertaining. I like when I like when uh, baseball teams are knocking the ball out the park. Yeah, high scoring. What was it like dealing with those like high stakes games? Like, does that change anything? Because obviously there's a lot of pressure of being the pitcher because if you make, like you said if you make an error in college, it's likely going for a run or for a base hit. So. Like, how is that, or how do you deal with that? Uh, I mean, you try not to let that affect you as far as your your routine, staying in your routine and what you do prior to the uh, game. But it's always a thought in the back of your head. But back to that mentality, you kind of try and throw that out the window and say, I don't care who's who I'm facing, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be the same outcome. But there's definitely a little bit more adrenaline and uh, – just juice from the atmosphere of it, and uh, but as far as it changing, I don't know if it really affects because you try to, as at least I do, try to. I don't care who's in the box, I'm gonna pitch against them. So, are you, are you superstitious at all? Oh yeah, there's well, a bunch of things. Cause I, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask if basketball was like that or not. I know because I know baseball. It's like a crazy. Like it needs to be a certain way every time. I I know some dudes are like superstitious, but like nothing compared to baseball. baseball. Like. I know some dudes will put like this sock on, like right sock, then <laughs> left shoe, then right shoe. I mean, I do some. If for me, it's less about superstition; it's more about routine. Routine. Just kind of like making sure, because obviously, when you go play on the road, it's nothing like you're not used to it, or like you're not sleeping in your own bed. You just have a couple of things just to make you comfortable. So, like in warm ups, like I at certain minutes of the clock, so we'll have the 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 clocks running down from ninety. I'll have like at this time I do this, at like at this certain warm up and then I'll do like say maybe like my knee mobility at 40 minutes and stuff like that. So that's kind of more of routine. But I know you, like baseball is cr- like yeah. some, you guys are weirdos. Yeah, oh, we definitely are. I mean, there's, there's different things. Uh, a lot of it is like you said though, it's routine, more more of a routine rather than a superstition. But there are some things that I do like you, it's just like a written rule in baseball. You don't step on the line. Uh on the foul line, you don't step on that. Uh, for me, one of them is when I get back in the dugout, I always put my hat and my glove on the same spot, and that's something that I've always done. But there's also different, like, things that I guess you could consider superstition, but I kind of do a routine. Like, I always wipe twice with my right foot and then wipe twice with my left foot on the mound before I throw. So, mm-hmm. But that's more of a routine. I'm going to pay attention to that next time I go see you pitch. Yeah. So oh, you'll see it. I do it every time. <laughs> is there any weird ones with your teammates have you, that you've seen? Uh, not really. Uh, we had, we did have somebody, I forget who it was. He always did a Rice Krispie treat. Uh, so. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I always listen to Lil Wayne before I go out for some reason. Really? That's like my, that's like my thing. Lil, really? Lil Wayne? I think he's yeah. overrated. What? Okay. That's, that's enough time for another yeah. different podcast. But <laughs> the fact that you said that was crazy. But yeah, yeah I'm always listening to Lil Wayne before, right before I go out. So. <laughs> That's how you you just I've just annoyed you, huh? Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm gonna forgive you. It's early, so. <laughs> so, um, obviously, uh, being a starter is is a, a lot to deal with. What are some of like the pitches you say you like to change up? Uh, you like to use your speed and, and move the ball. Uh, can you explain more in depth or like in, in more layman's terms? Because I know um, I was getting showed before the different types of like a slider and then I didn't know there was like different types of fastballs and stuff. Yeah, we should have brought our baseball. He could have showed us all the grips. Yeah, do you? Oh, oh you got one? Oh, here you go. Shout out Colin, Colin Neal's producing Colin. today. Shout out to Colin Neal. He so brought baseball. Do you want us to like give a brief explain of like what your go-to is and, and how that works? Yeah. Uh, so this is the four seam. You know, hold up to the camera. The camera is that one. Which yeah. one should we go point at? There it goes. Four seam. Four uh, seam. So that's a, that's a fastball? Yeah, fastball, four-seam fastball. Mm-hmm. There's a two-seam, which two-seam is – pitching is all, like, a feel, so it's going to be different for everybody, but that's your basic two-seam. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'll cross the road track. Some people go in, some people cross it, so it's kind of different. Same thing with the breaking ball. I mean, there's a thousand ways to throw it. I throw mine like this. And what is a breaking ball? It's just going to do, like, a little – So up and over? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's – and that's meant to imitate what? So that's meant to be uh, like a change of pace? Yeah, it's just a different type of uh, uh, speed. It's going to do a little bit different things. So it's going to move. So okay. It's going to have more depth like going down so that 
they're yeah. gonna swing over it. Because you have the the hitting box, right? You want to like a breaking ball. You want to have it initially start outside, so then they don't think they're gonna hit it, and then it goes into it last minute, right? Yeah. I mean, there's different ways you can uh, go out to in, end out. There's, <laughs> it's it can get very complicated. I'm but trying my hardest here, Jade. I understand. understand. I understand what you're saying. So I usually think like a breaking ball is like you, you want them to think it's a fastball because it's coming at the same speed and then it just drops. drops oh, right. last minute. Oh, okay. So, so, so I that's try to like swing. a. I'd be like more traditional, like curveball. Uh huh. Like a twelve six where it goes like this. We don't know nothing, huh? I most, know. Uh, I know a little bit. Most I play of the show. <laughs> most people don't throw a, like a true twelve six. Most throw like a, a slider, which is more of a, a sweeping motion. What's and a changeup? Changeup. You can throw a changeup, same too. But most people throw like a circle change. Uh huh. That's how I throw mine. Wow, yeah. That just looks uncomfortable. I'm saying it's I'm actually gripping the ball. <laughs> that's my favorite one. It's the really? most comfortable I'm with. What about you? Throw knuckleball at all or no? Nah? nah, I can't throw a knuckleball. Let me see. I think the knuckles like like this, something like that. How yeah, do you throw like that? I don't know. Sam Wakefield what made that? a living out of this. They uh, there's a few guys that no one throws one in the game because it's just such a hard pitch to throw. Impossible. Yeah, I can't see any guys throwing knuckleballs in college. That'd be kind of filthy. I mean, there's not even there's very there's only been a few handful of guys throw them in the big leagues. It's, it's just, a, it's it's a just weird because like with cricket, you have the stitching and just one line that goes around. So you usually like if you like throw a fastball, like a bowl of fastball, it's like that. Mm-hmm. You get taught like the what, what's this? A four, three. <laughs> I don't know. But, ba- but yeah, and basically, so I was like, that's what it used to. So like, there's not really a whole lot of change ups in yeah. bowling because it's either you either you bowl with pace mm-hmm. or you bowl with like spin. There's what is no it called? Bowling. Bowl, bowl. So you bowling because oh. like you're, you're not allowed to throw in cricket. So like you're not allowed to like that motion. Uh-huh. You have to go up and over. Oh, so it's going to be bowling. like. Like you're throwing a grenade almost? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like basically you're just going up, up and over, rotate your shoulder, but you're not allowed to like bring it outside like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's it's a totally like different sport because it's like a lot more with like uh, bowlers, so pitchers, what we call them. Um, you guys obviously deal with shoulder injuries. A lot of with bowlers, it's back because you're bowling up and over and you're putting a lot of stress in your back. So that's kind of like where those guys get their injuries from. I mean, we'll, get, we'll have to. We I need think, a cricket lesson from you. I, yeah. I think, yeah, we should. I, it's prime cricket season right now because it's uh, summer. Back oh, home. yeah, it is summer out there. I've never understood cricket. I don't understand. Oh, it's a great sport. It's uh, it's like I, I, I was uh, speaking to you before. It's like I didn't understand or appreciate baseball. I thought it was boring until I really sat down and started like watching it. It's the same with like cricket. Like you you look at it and you be like, that's so bad, or like it's a, it's so boring. But once you understand, it's it's a beautiful game. He told me cricket matches could last five days. Imagine what? Go for five, like one <laughs> game could go for five days. That's so not even okay. possible. So like, um, you know how you guys have nine innings? Mm-hmm. We call, uh, so the whole time, uh, so basically um, in cricket, you, everyone bats and pitches twice. So you have 10 outs an inning. So you go through, uh, an inning doesn't end until every single batter is out. So the whole team bats from even the pitchers bat. Obviously they, they bat last because they're not, that's not their specialty. Um, so you have 10 outs. So dudes might be bat, so one dude, so um, you and I, uh, we bat at the same time because we're at either end because there's two ends. So there's two like mounds basically. Okay. And you go, you switch back and forth. So um, a, a pitcher, would bowl six times in a row, and that's called an, uh, an over. And then the n- a new pitcher would come in and do his six. So that's why you, that's how you change it up. So uh, if I was a spin and you're uh, more of a fast, so you'd bowl your six. Okay, let's change it up. Let's throw me in there, and I'm gonna try spin and slow it down and try to confuse you. But basically, if you and I were batting, uh, you and I could be out batting for six hours straight. I mean, you, you have breaks in the day, so you have like um, lunch, so you go in and have something to eat and then come back out. But you might you might be batting at, uh, come in at six o'clock at night, five o'clock at night, might bat for an hour, and then they say, okay, the game's done for the day, and come back at nine o'clock the next day and have to open the batting again, like and start batting. That for an hour. You just yeah, so. <laughs> um, is this more, how, what is, what are you batting? Like, so you're trying to, protect that thing so you basically so you have uh three wooden like stumps and then you have like two pegs on the front on the top and the basically the aim is to like get the ball to hit the stump so that the thing on the stumps the peg falls off but there's also like it's like baseball if you hit it and they catch it on the fall 
then that's out. And then there's another rule. It's hard to explain. It's called LBW. So <laughs> you have, you know how they ha wear the pads on their legs? Yeah. If the ball hits the, if the ball hits the pad and it doesn't hit your bat and it's in line with one of those wooden stumps, you're out. Okay. Because you can't, because you think if you just do that, you could just protect, the, just let the ball hit your leg every time. Mm -hmm. And then you like, be like I don't want to hit it. So you bat until you're out? You bat until you're out. So like there's dudes that like will make 200 runs. So basically uh, every time you run between the wickets, it's called the wicket, the stumps, that's one run. Or if you hit it in the boundary, if you hit it on the full, it's six runs. Or if you hit it along the ground and it hits the boundary, that's four runs. Yeah. Interesting. And so basically dudes like, uh, like pitchers and stuff, like they could bowl like all day. So you might end up bowling like pitching like 36 ball overs or something like that. So it's... And the win is whoever has the most runs. So basically, so yeah, so um, uh, you'll go out and bat first. I got to get you out as quick and as with less runs. And then I have to go out and bat. And then you get you come out and try to add more to your total. And then I go again. So that's, yeah, that's kind of like the gist of so it. So it's a high scoring game. Cricket is? Or it's, no? it's a high scoring game when you look at the scores. But in terms of if you sit down and watch it, it's very slow. Because like you think like... Uh, if you're one of the top three, like lead off or like the top batters, like you're an opener, like you don't want to come out swinging because um, on those pitches, like when you, those new balls like are really high because they're, they're, they're like bowling the ball. They're like uh, 90, 100 miles an hour. So like they're coming at you quick. And then the thing with cricket is as the day goes on and uh, say maybe day three, um, there's a lot of cracks that open up in the pitch because you're just imagine you're just throwing the ball bouncing out the ground, bouncing out the ground over and over, and so um, a lot of the times they aim it at the cracks. So then it just goes off, and then all of a sudden changes direction, and it's really hard to uh, bat. So um, it's really hard, like being it's one of the hardest parts of the sport is being like an, a leadoff batter because. One, the ball's gone really quick and it's bouncing all over the place. So it's like, you just got to pray that you can stay in there a little bit so you can let the ball wears down a little bit. Because you, you use the same ball the whole time. Um, wow. Like, wow. It, like, so <laughs> if, you bowl, if you bowl in one day, um, you might get two bowls, like two new ball, like balls in the whole game, like in the whole day, that whole day. Crazy, so like you, by the, within a couple hours, you're bowling, the ball like looks dead. And that's when you can start making runs because it's like not moving. It's not like usually like they shine one side to make sure the spin and all that sort of. There's a whole bunch of intricacies, but it's a it's wow. a beautiful sport when you actually understand it. But who's the who's the best cricket player in the world right now? Best cricketer in the world. Well, it depends. It's bowling and pitching. So Australia is arguably the best. Well, they, we are the best team in the world right now, and so our bowling attack is like one of the best bowling attacks in the last 15, 20 years. Um, and then we had a dude, he actually recently passed away, Shane Warne, probably the best like spinner of the ball ever. But if you look at him, like during uh, like lunch, he would go out the back and have like a, a cigarette, have like a, <laughs> he'll, he'll have like a, a, a meat pie. Like he'll eat like, like the most unathletic, unassuming athlete, but the way he could spin the ball, he was just like crazy. So that's why it's a, it's a sport like baseball where you have some dudes that like, how are you like a, how are you a, a division one athlete? But then they stand up to the play and they just go, boom. Yeah, go. I miss on American sports. You could just light up a cigarette at halftime in, in the <laughs> locker room and everybody's just hanging out. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an interesting sport. It's a, what, it's a like a, in India, it's like a religion. So um, dudes will go over India and for seven weeks. So there's uh, some of our best, best players, um, went and played in India for seven weeks and got paid like $4 million just for seven weeks work. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, maybe that. you should look into yeah, it. Maybe they should get into cricket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's, it, you, it definitely pays off. I wonder if the best MLB players would be good at cricket. I'm sure they, I'm sure they could be it's good a, at I mean, it's different because you don't hold the back, at, you don't hold the bat at your shoulder. You hold it on the ground. So you tap it on the ground and then you swing like that. Uh -huh. And then obviously you don't pitch. It's probably totally... But like, totally if you're a field, if you're a good fielder, then that you probably you just without a glove, that's the only thing. Uh -huh. But I'm sure you, there would be some overlay. There is, there is starting to like cricket starting to get popular in America. Yeah, I'm waiting for us to go to the Olympics in cricket. Because I know there's a there's a league in Houston that's like starting to get some sort of buzz. Uh huh. Oh. But I mean, I'm I'm not playing because I'm terrible <laughs> at cricket. 
But yeah, I know. It seems like a very difficult sport. That's mental focus right there, playing it for is. five days straight. That's why I didn't continue playing because I don't have the mental sport. What's yeah. a, uh, a season like? How do a you season. So um, there's different formats of cricket because obviously no one wants to see five days every single time. So like they have shortened versions for more like family friendly, like only a couple hours. So you play just a lot less. So it's a lot more like instead of just sitting there and just like slowly making runs, you just go out there and just try to hammer the ball because you only have, let's say you you only have 70 pitches, like bowls. You're like, you just got to go out and try to make as much runs in a short amount of time. So there's different formats. So like some dudes are specialists. Some dudes are more like long-term cricket, like five-day cricket. Some dudes are more one-day cricket. Um, but usually you have your levels. So you have your um, local like uh, your state level and then you have you get contracted to the national team and so that's where a lot of dudes make their paydays when you play for the national team and then you'll play in the summer so the, but like if you play for the national team like you're a hero like everyone knows your name it's a big deal especially when we play like England and stuff who like we hate um, and then you can go over and like be kind of like a mercenary and go play in like India and for a short amount of time get paid all this money and stuff it's 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 all all over the place, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. But anyway, back, back enough about cricket, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we've been running long. You know, Colts, I'll ask you a few more questions. Uh, when's y'all's first game? February sixteenth. Okay, so that's uh, what's today? The sixth. So in ten days, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So what are you what are you excited about the season so far? And you know, what do you what are your plans and goals and expectations? Yeah, no, no, I'm excited. I think we got a good group of guys who are uh, just going to go out and and play play baseball. I mean. Uh, Play ball. That's right. Got a <laughs> bunch of ballers. Uh, no, we're excited. Uh, you know, we're excited to get into the new conference to, uh, you know, uh, win that. And that's the ultimate goal is to uh, win the conference, make a win the tournament, make a regional again, and then go on to the Super and, and, and Dome Hall. That's the ultimate goal. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. what we're striving to do. Uh, I saw they picked y'all for it, so I know y'all can use that as a motivation. Yeah, to yeah but they never pick on. Sam Houston to be high yeah, in anything. They, they so. picked us like – Fourth last, third last this year, and now we're uh, second right now. Yeah, uh, you're not tied anymore. No, because we lost. Oh yeah. Man. Who's the uh, top? Uh, Latek. Oh. Even though their one loss is to us, we beat them. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we see them. We see them again, right? So yeah, we see. I think the last game of conference is we we play them. All right. Well, What's y'all's record? We are six and two, six and seven and two, six yeah. and two. One of them. Yeah, it's. Yeah, well, we already talked about it before. It's. Yeah. It's a bit of a one that we dropped it, but. Yeah. Uh, anyone we should look for to make a jump this year? Anybody you think that's looking really good that people might shock some people? Mm. Uh, Walker. He's going to, I mean, he's going to. What's Walker's last name? Yannick. Walker Yannick. Yannick. Okay. He's we got for Walker Yannick. Catcher, right? Catcher, yeah. Catcher, uh, he's he's one that squats. He just squats there for a living? Yeah. I can't imagine. That just yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, just <laughs> get back uh, in your position all day. But he, he's projected to to do pretty well in the. The year they okay. probably get drafted. This is your this is your last year, right? Yes. So, what are your plans for after this year? You know, saying you have a good year, you know, as we expect you to do, and for hopefully sure. the tournament. Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully we get a uh, get a call and can get drafted. But if not, probably going to go on and just go into the workforce, make some oh. money. You wouldn't go play in Japan? Nah. What? They really? They love Jap- they love baseball over there. I don't know. I don't know about going overseas. That'd playing. be awesome. What? That's such a Texas response. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be out there. What do you got? We got everything in Texas, huh? <laughs> nah, for real. That's a lot of Texas. That's a lot of Texans feel. Can't leave the can't leave Bucky's, huh? That's right. You can't leave Bucky's. And Greenhall. I like that hat <laughs> too. I've been to Greenhall before. I had a good time over there. I have no boots or anything though. I was kinda just in some shoes, but it was a it was a good vibe over there. <laughs> I think it's about time to wrap it up. I thought yeah. we were just talking nonsense. Right Colton, now. Uh, you want to give your social media and everything to to the camera, let people follow you, or uh, I don't even know it honestly, oh. top of my head. Hey, well, Colton Atkinson be looking out for him this year. Him and the Sam Houston Mesa team they get started February sixteenth, so in the next few days. So check them out, and we're going to Super Regionals and we're going to Omaha this year. So you heard it here sure. first. Right. Super excited! Thank you so much for for taking time out of your day. Sure. Thank y'all. We want to thank you all guys for tuning in for the Cat's Eye Podcast. San Diego State Basketball and Louie and them will travel to Jacksonville State this tomorrow, actually, and then mm-hmm. take on Jacksonville State on Thursday. Women's team's got a game Thursday and Saturday, so if you guys are in town, check us out. Hope you have a good day and hope you have a good rest of your week. Thank you. See ya. The Cat's Eye Podcast is recorded in the BSN studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. Today's episode was written by Lewis Rowe and Jalen Phillips. 
This episode is produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.